we enter into a new sermon series called Setting the Stage. And to really get a, a picture of what is happening, we, we take time to look at the history and the people and their character to, to see how they prepare us for Jesus' birth, the reason for the season. And we do that in this Advent season, Advent meaning He comes. So He's coming to us, and let's take time to prepare. But before we get there, we need to talk a little bit about setting a stage. I've had the privilege of working on many different stages in different venues, and if you've ever gone backstage, even in a high school production or um, other like large-scale event, you know that things don't happen overnight. That there is days and weeks and months and even years to prepare for what's to come. And it's a, a mixture of the people preparing, the, the words and the writers preparing, and then the stage being directed where it needs to go. So whether that's 20 minutes or two hours, there's time and effort to make sure that everything is coming across just right. Words can matter almost as much as the scene, right? So when I say, in a galaxy far, far away, something is conjured up in your mind. Or, if you're like us in our house, and I say, he's an angry elf. That conjures up something in your mind as well. Words can set the stage for things. And so as we look at setting the stage for this Christmas, we need to see what the settings are and realize that this is not just fictional work, that writers honed the words for hours upon hours to make sure it's right. It's God sharing his story with his people. And so we see a setting that we're not familiar with. We see a setting of antiquity, the, the change over from BC to AD. And we can read about this. We read about it in the Bible, we read about it in Josephus, we read about it in different works. But for us to really grab what it was like to live in that time is almost nearly impossible. We can guess, but we can't see it. And then we have the temple. We have writings about the temple. We have murals about the temple. But we don't have a video of drone footage where we could just fly over it and capture the magnificence of it. But we know it was there. We know that in history, this time and this place were there, and they're very significant. So we begin to look at the people who we know were there. And these people give us a reminder that it's all about God's timing and not ours. You see, in the story of Zechariah, we're reminded of some of the patriarchs and how they wanted timing to be in their hands. I want it now, just like you and me. I want it right here. But Abraham, 75 years 
And he was promised generations that would be as numerous as the stars in heaven. And then he had to wait another 25 years before anything happened. Moses, 40 years in the palace, 40 years of being a shepherd, and then another 40 before he was even able to see the promised land. We're reminded of God's words, my ways are not your ways. And so the story unfolds before us of God's timing as he prepares not only the characters from the story, but us for what's to come. Here we see Zechariah. Now, this might be slightly confusing because back in Lent, if you were here with us, we studied the book of Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah, for two months. This is not him. This is the Levite priest. Zechariah married to Elizabeth. Barren, no kids. Praying for kids was all they really wanted. They wanted a legacy. They wanted their line to continue. In Zechariah's story, we see this deep disappointment because the, the prayers weren't answered. We see Zechariah and Elizabeth growing old and nothing happening. Until it does. One thing you, you may not realize that as a Levitical priest, as a Levite, <clears throat> Zechariah had two weeks out of the year where he was uh, in the temple or around the temple doing duties. So he, he basically worked two weeks a year. <clears throat> and then once in his lifetime... Once in his lifetime, he was called upon to give a sacrifice. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Zechariah. He's preparing the way for God's people. And you can only imagine that as he's doing that, in this sense of deep disappointment... He's also torn with trust and commitment. So what happens? He finds himself at a pinnacle moment. Offering a sacrifice for the people of God. And then an angel shows up. Gabriel comes to him and he's... The angel of the Lord. This had to be a magnificent sight. Something that we can't really conjure up. No Hollywood movie could probably even do it justice. But then God's story begins to unfold. Zechariah and Elizabeth would have John and he would point the way forward and prepare the way for Jesus. And there's some instructions that are very specific in this. They tell us that this isn't just a fictional story, but this is God coming to Zechariah through Gabriel. In his deep disappointment, Zechariah has a choice. Because we see him, 
saying, I'm an old man. Uh, this is the, a, a pivotal moment in the story. In this moment, does he trust or does he doubt? And as we look at doubt, we really have to look at it in two ways. Because we see this in the Bible. And this might be slightly confusing. We see doubt as in, oh man, that is so amazing. How can that actually be? But I know it really is. This awestruck, God, you are good. Or we see a flat-out rejection. God, that can't be. It just can't be. I've lost all hope. So in his deep disappointment, where does Zechariah fall? Well, thankfully, the story doesn't just drop with him saying, I'm old, and how can this be? But we see that with Zechariah, there's a way to move from that doubt into preparation. And the first thing he does is he recognizes. Gabriel says, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you to bring you this good news. When we read good news in the Bible, we, we see it pointing forward to Jesus. It's the same here. For Zechariah, he had to recognize that it's not about his timing, and it wasn't about who he was. It was about God's timing and who God was. Being able to recognize that was a moment where Zechariah could recalibrate He could refocus and realize who God was and how much his love actually meant and how much he cared for Zechariah. We're harking back to David as he wrote Psalm 46, Be still and know that I am God. You see, God works in mysterious ways. And so part of Zechariah's recalibration was going mute. He couldn't speak until John was born. In fact, he had to leave the temple after the sacrifice and basically play charades to tell people what was happening. That would be an incredible sight. But it was part of God's plan because Zechariah needed to not only recognize but recalibrate to, to go back to a point of preparation for what was to come. And as he does that, we see that Elizabeth becomes pregnant and has John. And Zechariah sings this song. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. As we're able to see the story of Zechariah unfold, we're able to see how even though someone might have deep disappointment in their lives, they're able to get through that because of who God is. In his timing, we see his care, his love, and his forgiveness that are there for each and every one of us. And in his timing, we see the season of Advent. He comes, he came, he comes, and he will come again for us. And we see that happening through the life 
of Jesus that all of these characters point us forward to. My hope is that over this next month, if you have a sense of deep disappointment because of life that's happening around you, that you can be reminded that God's timing is not our timing. And in that, be able to recognize that good news, that Jesus came, he comes, and he will come again. Recalibrate so that you know what that actually means for your life. And then spend time rejoicing. Rejoicing in God's goodness. Moving us from a a point of deep disappointment to, to trust and commitment. To seeing the hope that is ours in Jesus. As we prepare for Christmas, we take time to see the character that is in each of these people that we'll learn about. And the character of Zechariah is one that points us forward through his recognizing, his recalibrating, and his rejoicing. 